There are too many insanely creative humans that are holding themselves back. So many of us have stopped ourselves from stepping into who we truly can and should be. The Creative Commute is here to inspire you to become the very best version of yourself, to stop worrying so damn much, and to shed the fear and judgment that hold you back, revealing the creative, glittery unicorn person you were born to be. Let's get started. Hey, creators. I am your host, Jennifer Liss, and I'm ready to dive right into the squishy middle of a topic I've been spending a lot of time trying to overcome. That topic is worry. In this podcast, I'm looking at everything through the lens of your average person who wants to live more freely and creatively, because that's me. In a recent episode, we talked about dreams. Well, guess what worry is? It's our dream's greatest enemy. Why is worry the arch nemesis of our big, beautiful dreams? Well, because it's a big happiness-stealing jerk. It's like the big brother who wants to come in and snatch our favorite new Barbie and scream, you can't have it, nanny, nanny, boo, boo. Or he doesn't care if it's day or night. It'll pop in anytime like a brazen jerk face to tell us all the reasons something won't go right. You might ask yourself, what could go wrong? What if I fail? What will people think? Oh, who's going to see this? What if I trip? What if I break my leg? I'm not prepared enough for that. What if I don't do it perfectly? Look. Worry has a lot of questions, and we don't often stop to ask it for the answers, (laughs) probably because we'll find out that they're pretty silly. But I have a note here on my desk from something that I wrote down several months ago, and I think it's really powerful, so I want to share it. I wrote, what if will never bring you peace and clarity to your life? What if will only bring anxiety to your soul? I actually posted a poll on Instagram today to ask people what they worry about. And I heard things like money, failure, dying on vacation, (laughs) the loss of a family member, failing as a mother, that my writing won't be successful, trying new things that could break me out of my comfort zone, being late to a movie. There's so many things that we worry about that we just conjure up ourselves. If you're my dog, Moose. Your worry is asking when the next morsel of bacon will come your way before you've even swallowed the first one. Moose is always worried about what's next. He doesn't enjoy the present moment. That's the kind of dog he is, and there's lots of us who are those kinds of people. As soon as Moose gets a scrap of bacon, he is looking for when the next scrap will come. (laughs) Worry comes in lots of forms. Sometimes it's a linebacker who stops our forward progress. Sometimes it's a thief who comes in to snatch our own bacon just as we're getting ready to enjoy it. Sometimes we are feeding our own bacon to the worry linebacker, making it more and more powerful. You know, I know all of this so well because I am a worrier. I'm a level 5,000 worrier. And it wasn't until last year when I read the book, The Big Leap, that I had an aha moment of realization about worry itself. If you haven't checked out this book, I highly recommend The Big Leap by Gay Hendricks. You know, my husband has always told me to stop thinking so negatively, to stop worrying so much, but I didn't really understand what he meant. To me, my worrying was helpful. It's preparing me for things that might happen. In The Big Leap, 
Gay Hendricks talks about worry in a way that I really connected with. He said, worry is not a sign that we are thinking of something helpful. In fact, worry is only helpful when we can actually do something about it. When we actually can do that thing and take action. All other worry, he says, is noise. It's our brain's way of keeping the status quo from keeping us from stepping in to more joy. Okay, this might sound too theoretical. So let me explain what happens for me and how this book opened my mind to what I was doing to myself with my worry thoughts. Say I'm having an amazing evening at home with my husband. He makes dinner. We enjoy it together. It's delicious. We do the dishes and I think to myself, wow, you know, some ice cream sounds really good. As I return to the living room with my bowl of ice cream, ready to sit down and watch some TV with him, I suddenly have a thought. God, I've hardly moved today. I don't deserve ice cream. How many calories were in that dinner we just ate? Oh my gosh, what did I eat for lunch? Didn't I have chips? Oh, wait, did I respond to that email? Oh, wait, I did. Oh, ah, did she respond? Oh, I don't know. Maybe I said something too harshly. Crap, maybe she didn't respond because I was rude. Oh my gosh, I have so much to do tomorrow. I don't even have time to run tomorrow. And here I am eating this ice cream like a big fat turd. Those are the things going through my head. And at that moment, my husband, who I've been having a wonderful evening with, turns to me and asks a very benign question. Hey, how was your day? And me, right at the end of having had this train of self-deprecating worry thoughts, (laughs) my reaction is, I'm fat and I need to work tonight. (laughs) Cue ice cream scarfing. This has pretty much been my entire stream of consciousness for our entire marriage. He's put up with a lot. (laughs) If you could relate to this, I'm so sorry. If you can't, congratulations, you are a worry-free unicorn and I aspire to be you. Let's go back to the big leap. What Gay Hendricks is saying is that when things are going good, you bring yourself down with a stream of worry thoughts. Let me repeat that. When things are going good, you bring yourself down with a stream of worry thoughts. I am not one who highlights things in books or who marks pages, but after searching the book for this sentence 15 times, I did just that. I've read it so many times over the past nine months. I swear to you that this sentence changed my life, and that's why I want to share it with you today. It opened my eyes to a self sabotaging behavior that has been stealing my personal happiness bacon for my entire life. I worry to bring myself down from joy. When I am experiencing a happy moment, I crop up a worry thought just to take the edge off a little bit. Who wants to be so happy? Like that sounds ridiculous when you hear it, but it's what I'm doing. So why is that? Why am I doing this? There's actually some very interesting recent science about this. What they've discovered is that many people use worry and other negative thought patterns in order to lessen the emotional gap that happens between joy and pain. If we live in, eh, Meville, if we live in that in-between, we don't have such a drastic drop when something bad happens. We can't go from super high to super low. I never actually realized that my worry was negative thinking. I thought of it as positive preparation. I was preventing bad things from happening by thinking through all the worst case scenarios, preparing for the worst. And if that worst case scenario comes, 
I know exactly what to do. But does that actually work? No, it doesn't. (laughs) And I'll tell you why. We are evolutionarily trained to worry. Our brains look for the tiger in the bush who's ready to pounce. And we want everybody else to worry about the tiger too. The tiger might be out there, y'all. You better be prepared. He's coming. So we bring everybody else. We want everybody else in our little worry sphere. Come on in. The water's warm. (laughs) Worry wants them to come get in the water too. But it doesn't actually make us better at handling surprise situations. If that lion was to pop up when we were least expecting it, we'd be totally unprepared. A recent study I read about worry found that you're actually more prepared to handle a negative situation if you're in a positive state of mind. This actually makes a ton of sense because being in a positive mindset makes us more capable of creativity. And because creativity is problem solving, we're more likely to come up with a unique solution to the problem that sprung on us. Let me wrap up what this means. All of the mental worry thought preparation you have done for something bad that might happen to you is actually making us less prepared to deal with it if the bad thing comes. What? Mind blown. And I actually say if the bad thing comes because 99% of your worry thoughts are about things that will never happen. When they do happen, there's actually a higher likelihood that it happens because you worried it into existence. You are using your precious creative brain power to create negative situations. That is the definition of insanity. So does worry have to be part of who I am? Does it have to be part of who you are? Does it have to be part of who we are as a collective society? You know, I still worry, but I am worrying less. In fact, my husband has started helping me become aware of when I'm doing it as well. He'll say, hey, you're doing the thing. (laughs) which is actually way more actionable than what he used to say to me, which was stop worrying. Awareness is such a huge part of it, which is why the book, The Big Leap made such a difference for me. The truth is that we need real tangible ways to overcome our worry. I'm going to share a few that I actually think are highly, highly effective. Number one, write your worries down. Doing this is almost like designating a certain time period where you can worry, where it's okay to think about all of the worries. Just 10 to 20 minutes a day, take out a piece of paper and you're focusing on your worries in a productive way because it's getting them out of your brain and onto paper so they don't have to be taking up so much of your mental space. Number two, every time you catch yourself having a worry thought, go do something positive for yourself. Go take a walk around the block get a drink of water, pet your dog, read a page of a book or an interesting online article. This helps your brain interrupt the worry pattern that you're having. And it teaches you that you have control over your worries. You can choose to do something besides worrying. Number three, meditate. I know meditation, people say it's like the cure-all for everything, but it really is like giving your brain a nice warm bath. It's like relaxing your muscles after a long day. (sighs) Meditation allows you to see how the thoughts come and go through your brain, and it allows you to see how you can actually ask them to pause at any time. So it's almost like a continuation of step two where you're choosing something else. 
I want to leave this conversation about worry with some parting thoughts. Think about how worry might be stealing your joy in the present moment. How is worry, the silent thief, popping in in those moments of sheer enjoyment to steal your personal bacon? The more joy we allow ourselves to have, the more creative we are, the better we are at solving problems, and therefore, the better we can show up for the world. Join me in my quest to worry less. Thank you for listening to this episode. It means so much to me that you would take the time to listen. If you like this episode, share it with a friend, leave a review, and subscribe. It makes this podcast look really cool in Podcasterville when you review and subscribe. I love you all. Keep shining your worry-free, sparkly unicorn magic. I'll see you next time. Bye.